New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We pray that you're blessed as you listen to this week's message. Good morning. How's everyone? Doing good? Good fellowship? Another big thank you to Cheryl, Pastor Cheryl and her team. And, you know, if, give her a big hand. If you were part, no, the other thing is, Mark, Mark did a great job of doing that. But, like, you know, Johnny G and his boys worked relentless all day. And Chris and their team and everybody who served in the kitchen and helping. And just want to thank everybody. It was a fun, fun day. Amen. How many of you guys like this expression? Let's do this. You like that one? Anybody like that one? You got a hand. Let's do this. I don't know why. I just, I, that, that hit me this week, and I really, I've been saying it all week to myself. Let's do this. I like it. Let's do this thing. We are excited to be here. We're going to have a fun activation today, so I'm going to be very de- deliberate on uh, restricting my time to communicating clearly what we want to do. Then we're going to have an activation. We're going to break into small groups. And we're going to lay hands on one another. And we're going to stir the, gifts, stir the gifts that are within us. That's what we're going to end up doing today. But I want to do a little, little review, a little, little recap of even last week. If you weren't here, my name is Pastor Ralph. Is my name Pastor Ralph? No. Come on, I was a little test. How many of you were here? What's my name? Ralph. My name is Ralph. Right? And what do I function at at this point in my life? A pastor. Is that, is that, is that function going to be there forever? No. So don't put all your weight relying on your identity being a function or a position, right? Don't put all your identity and all your trust and leaning on your validation and all your self-worth in a function. Right? I said last week, I am the gift that you will receive this morning. Right? I am the gift. Ralphie is the gift that you're going to receive this morning. You know, so it's that heartbeat of God's love in us. So God has a heartbeat. And the heartbeat is the wellness of his bride. You know, God is always concerned about you. He's always, God is concerned about you. God is concerned about his beautiful bride. God is concerned about his body, which he is the head of. And if you believe in Jesus, you're part of the body of Christ. You're part of the glorious, victorious church, the body of Christ. Say, glorious, victorious church. church. That's who you are. So last week we talked about walls of comparison coming down, walls of competition coming down. Because God has been working in each one of us as individuals, as, family, as a family. He's been releasing something all over the body of Christ, and it's for a purpose. So God has not been just you know, working on something where he doesn't have a purpose for it, because God's heart for his bride and for the body of Christ is that sons and daughters would know who they are in Christ. Sons and daughters would know that they're loved and they're secure Sons and daughters would be rooted and grounded in his love. Walking in love and walking in power. So that's God's heart. 
You know, it is in the walking. It's not in the knowing. Right? It's in the walking it out. Not in the, oh, I, I understand that with my mind, or I know that to be true. It's actually, i got to walk this thing out. And all of us are in a, all of us are in a journey. All of, us are in, we're, all of us have a process that God is leading us into, and we're all maturing, we're all growing, and we're exercising the things that God is teaching us. And we, we have been meditating on, and we're going to continue for a few uh, a few times here in the month of August, 2 Timothy 1.6. So we read it. If you want to uh, read it again, I would encourage you to read it a few times this week. But I'm paraphrasing it right now because it's really fun to paraphrase something that God speaks to you. So I'm looking, I'm looking at Brad right now, and I'm saying, Brad, I know you have faith living in you, Brad. I know you have faith living in you. Lena, Wanda, I know you have faith living in you. And for this reason... I want to remind you. See, there's a, in, in that scripture in first, uh, 2 Timothy 1, the chapter 1, he's, he's commenting on some things, but he says, I know that you have faith living in you. You know, you know that's part of stirring each other up. I know you have faith living in you, Barbives. I know it. I know you have faith living in you, Sula Force. I know it. And for this reason... Because I know there's faith living in you. For this reason, I want to remind you. How many of you know that Scripture is there to remind us? Over and over again, remind us. He says, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. Fan into flame the gift of God. With, with, fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. And then it's linked to seven, you know, for he did not give you a spirit of fear. He did not want you to be timid, but he gave you a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind, self-discipline. You know, this word gift there is charisma. If you didn't know that, it's an interesting word because obviously if you do a word study on gifts, charisma. How many of us think or we've been taught that Charisma is that individual, that one individual, right, who's very charismatic. And and he's got a charisma about him, and and he's the man of God syndrome. And, you know, boy, if it wasn't for that person, the church would flush down the toilet. Anybody ever think that? You ever been been in a church where the man of God was the one who had all the charisma? Right? It's not true. We're going to learn this today. But guess what? Are you a saint of God? Then you have charisma. And we're going to talk about it. It's the same scripture in Romans 6, 23. For all have fallen short or all have sinned and fall short. But the gift that you have received, the gift of eternal life, that's charisma. It's a gift of charisma. Charismatic. Charisma. This word, I want to focus on this word a little bit, but you know what? God wants to stir up the gifts that are in you. He wants to fan them into flame. Now, he's talking to Timothy here in 2 Timothy chapter 1 because there seems to have been a decline. You have to remember that in the reference. There seems to have been a decline or some indifference as to exercise it. I like that. 
You read about it, you study a little bit. Paul was saying, I saw it in your, you know, that faith that lives in you, it was in your grandma, it was in your mom, I've seen it in you. And you could kind of paraphrase and say, I don't know what's going on. Kathy, what's going on? Let's do this thing. What's happening? I've got to stir that gift within you. Do you re- I need to remind you. We need to remind each other. There's a gift in you. There's a charisma in you. There's a, an anointing in you. There's a person of the Holy Spirit residing in you, living in you. So whatever has happened that it seems to be on a decline or there's some indifference... And this picture of fanning the flame is a great picture. We, uh, we had five chimeneas out there. We call them chimeneas. I guess the new thing. We had five fire pits out there last night. And, you know, when you see a fire, who doesn't love a great campfire, right? A campfire, blazing wood, thing is cranking. And all of a sudden, at the end of the night, you stop putting wood on it, or it gets a little cold, and there's no breeze. What happens? The coals are sitting there. You know, all you got to do to coals... Breathe on them. Put a little wind, put a little breath into the coals. The coals are covered with ashes. And one of the things we talked about last week was the ashes are some of the things that maybe have hindered or that decline or that, that thing that says there's an indifference where things like disappointment and trauma and hope deferred, which means you've lost your hope and you've been passed by and you've been kicked to the side. And somehow you feel like you're out of the game. You've been sidelined. How about being hurt by others? Some of you have been hurt by others. And how about this? I tried it. It didn't work. I tried it. It didn't work. is an awful way to live. It's an awful way to live. I tried it. don't work. And what we did last week was we asked Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit is real. Holy Spirit is alive. We said, Holy Spirit, would you come again and blow on all of us as a congregation, as individuals? Would you blow on the coals? Let's do this, Holy Spirit. But here's what's interesting. Do you know that you have a choice? Last week we said, Holy Spirit, but here's what had to happen. Last week you had to say yes. You had to say yes. So wherever you are at today, wherever whatever you're going through, whatever your journey has walked on, uh, as you've walked in your journey, the question is, are you saying yes to Holy Spirit? And here's what's interesting. I cannot say yes for you. Wanda cannot say yes for you. It's about you and your relationship with God the Father, with Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus is God, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, the Godhead, Saying yes to Holy Spirit. So even if, if you weren't here last week, that, that was a response we were praying into. We were believing God that your heart, no matter what has been going on, indifference, hardness, pain, that you have to come to that place to say there is faith living in you. And would you say yes to Holy Spirit? Because when you say yes, here comes the breath of God that takes some coals and he fans them into flame and he rekindles and he begins to stir your heart again. Begins to stir your heart again. It's not a, it's not a pep rally. It's not a, it's not a flash in the pan. It's not something that we just get excited about. I mean, I can get people excited. Right, Wanda? Can I get people excited? 
You know, I can get people excited, but then you got to walk it out. You got to walk it out. You, you know, and, and listen, you know, walking around like this is kind of like, you know, Jesus is in us to reign in life. If you didn't know it, he's in us to reign in life. So you can get excited and still walk it out. You can get excited about what God's doing in your life no matter what's happening. Beautiful word today. No matter what's happening, there's an answer. His name is Jesus. And he's alive. And I told a story last week. And I, I, I illustrated the story just to say there that we understand, at New Hope Community Church, we understand that the gifts of God, God gifts, the things that he puts in you, are of great value to him. And that he wants to use you. You have to believe that. Because God is alive in you. He hasn't forgotten about you and he wants to use you. And the gifts that he puts in you are to advance his kingdom on the earth. And I have a little picture here. I wish I could show you. It's a really great picture. There's a little picture of a church. A little cross on it. And what, we, what the bottom line of the whole, I could say the bottom line of what I wanted to take, main takeaway to be, was that God's gifts are for inside the church and for outside the church. They're not restricted. They're not limited. How many of you right now in this church, right now, I want you to raise your hands like this, if you get paid full time to work inside the church? Wow, the only one. I am the only one in this room. You believe that? I am the only one in this room that gets paid full time. You guys pay my health care. You guys are helping me with my retirement plan. If you don't tithe or give, I might not get paid next week. I am the only one in this room. So Mark, in percentages, what is that, 99%? At least. So my gifts and talents right now are being utilized where? Inside the walls of the church. But all of your gifts and talents are not, they are being utilized inside the church, but a lot of you are outside the four walls of the church every single day. And that's exciting because it was a time when your gifts and your talents were not identified or recognized. Right? And there was, I told the story about back in the day, it was like if you didn't work in the church and your gifts weren't all in the church, you seemed to be a second-class citizen. And God is breaking all that junk down. But we still got a long way to go. We still got a long way to go. So your gifts and talents. And how many of you know that even volunteers, here's a neat thing, now do this for me. How many of you, and I want you to go like this, okay? How many of you utilize your gifts and talents inside volunteering in the church? Look at that. Look at the difference. Whoa. Okay? Okay? So here's what's fun. God is in you. He's going to stir gifts, and he wants you to be. Here's what's really fun. He wants you to be where he's created you to be. If you do not like working with children, we do not want you working with our children. (laughs) You know, and believe it or not, there is a process where we go through a little interview process, and we... We stir up the gifts, because this is going to be a little bit next week, but you stir up the gifts, and then somebody says, you know, I really love kids, and you go, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I've never seen you work with kids. You might think that was stirred. We've got to talk, 
because we want people who love kids working with kids. The grounds guy loved, we had a grounds team that maintained 14 acres of land. Guess what? They all love cutting grass. Because they're not cutting grass. They, they got to love it. We have people who work with children. Wanda, my, Wanda breathes children. She loves them. Juliana says something precious to Jojo today. Oh, man. So these gifts and these talents within the local church operating, outside the local church operating. Okay? It's a dynamic, beautiful thing. It's a wellness of the body of Christ. But I want to go on verse 7 a little bit because you know what? It says that I want to remind you, you have faith living in you, and I want to stir up, fan into flame these gifts, this charisma, this thing in you. And then he says, because I've not given you a spirit of fear, to be timid, to be afraid, but of power. How many of you know what that word means? It's due to miss. It's due to miss power. It could have been any other power. But it's due to miss. The same power that came in the book of Acts. The same miracle, wonder, working power. I've not given you a spirit of fear to be timid, but I've given you a spirit of power. Miraculous working power. He said, I've given you love. Guess what that one is? It's agape. It's the best love of all. The best First Corinthians. The love of God, the agape love of God, and a sound mind, self-discipline. God has given us everything we need. Everything we need. So I want to talk about this word, this gift, these gifts. Charisma. Charisma is divine favor. You know, when you, um, when you leave a tip... It's a gratuity. You, know, you understand that? You live a gratuity, and you, you gave somebody something for free. The charisma of God in you is a gift that he gave to you. It's believers walking in their authority. You might say to me, Ralph, you have a gift of charisma. I really don't think I have a gift of charisma. It, 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 oh, hold on, that didn't sound right. I don't believe that I solely have the gift of charisma to maintain a church. Does that make sense? All the pressure is not on my charisma gift to maintain this church. Because if it was, how many of you know I would crumble under that expectation? The charisma gift in me that God gave to me allows me to be me. Okay? Wanda and I are, Wanda has a very charisma gift, but is she, is she Ralph? She's very different than me. Steve Hogan, where's my buddy Steve? Steve and I have been working together for a long time, and I love how, Steve and I are really different. You, have you noticed that? <laughs> but guess what? Steve's got an amazing charisma gift. You know, all you got to do is get to know him. So what is that charisma gift, Stephen? Stephen, you have divine, amazing favor. Stephen has the ability, the gift of walking in amazing grace. Walking in beauty. He walks in beauty. He walks in kindness. You know this charisma gift is a gift of leadership. It's the ability to lead. So you're leading at your workplace. You're leading at your school. You're leading. Wanda has clients. 
that yet do not, maybe Sandy does know the Lord, but what I love is she has clients that confide in her, share their life with her, pray for me, I'm going through hard. It's a gift, it's a charisma gift of leadership and the gift of grace. And it's, it's believers walking in their authority. It's believers walking in divine favor. So real quick, let's just do a few more. 1 Peter 4, 1 Peter 4, 8 through 10 is really a good one. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaint as each one of you has received a special gift. Gift, charisma. It's charisma. Employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. That whole manifold grace of God is this amazing like prism that like each one of us is like the shining star that each one of us carries a measure, a charisma of his personality, of his grace, of his kindness. But that's the same word. I got a wowzer on that one. I like wowzers. I think it's a great scripture. How about this one? How about this one? Where is it? Okay, it's right here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do this. Let's do this. I hit it. 1 Corinthians 7, 7. 1 Corinthians 7, 7. However, each man, thinking of, it's, it's plural, it's, it's men and women, sons and daughters. Each man has his own gift from God. His own gift. It's charisma. One in this manner and another in this, in that manner. Actually, it says in, in my, um, however, each man has his own gift from God, one in this manner and another in that. What's it saying? You have your own special talent or excellence. One excels in one thing, another excels in another thing. Right? This is the body of Christ. Each one of us have, have charisma. So it's interesting. If you didn't know you had charisma, you have it. It's funny, I, I love Katie, getting to know Katie. K- Katie. Katie's a filmmaker. She's graduated from college. She's a filmmaker. She's in her field. And she has divine favor. And she's going to be an influencer. And she has the charisma gift of leadership. Katie. See what I'm saying? It's not Ralph or a leadership team or restricted to pastors. God has given gifts to the church, but Katie's gifts are going to operate in the church as a volunteer right now because she's not getting paid full-time, but she is operating in her gifts in the world for all to see. You have charisma, and your personality is different than mine. So it's not about the man of God's syndrome, the guy that seems to have a little charisma or, or you know, that whole thing, and it's a personality trait. No, you're a saint of God. You have charisma because the Bible says you have charisma. So, because I want to save time for this activation. Let's do this. Let's do this, saints. Here's what's percolating. Here's what's boiling in my heart. Over and over and over and over and over again, the Holy Spirit of the living God is reminding us of who we are in Christ. And really what he's saying is this 
the beautiful body of Christ needs to walk in love and in power and anointing and grace everywhere they go, serving in the local church, outside the four walls of the local church, because we are a force to be reckoned with. We really are. We're a force to be reckoned with. You are a force to be reckoned with. So your charisma gift, this divine favor, this this gift of God in you that is, is a leadership gift that wants to rise to the top in your workplace, in your school, wherever you go, wherever you're putting your feet down, you have to... See, the Holy Spirit does want to breathe on that because you have to, you can't just know it here, but you have to walk it out. And we're going to stir it up today because this is one of the total blessings of, of being a, um, you can move the chairs if you want uh, because then I'm going to have to straighten them all out later. But uh, teasing you with the chairs. But we're going to break into small groups. And um, I, was praying about this, 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 I was praying about this this morning. Juan and I obviously are very familiar with each other. We've been friends for 36 years. So I don't think Juan and I should be in the same group today. I'm looking over, and sometimes it's kind of fun. If Chris, Sarah, and Mike were, if Chris wasn't serving, Mike and Chris sit together all the time, right? Sometimes, you know, they're buds. And they're very familiar with each other, so they know each other, Right? You know, Mikey and Mary Beth, they're going to get married here in a few weeks. They know each other. I was praying about this, and I feel like what the Lord wants to do is break up those who are very familiar with each other. Because I think, and we want to get in groups of five, six people. And how many of you know that you're going to ask, if, if nobody wants anybody to lay their hand on you, I want you to say in the group, please don't lay your hands on me. Because I want us to be respectful of every single person. And if you're a guest with us this morning, um, we want you to participate, but it's an invitation to participate. So I want, I want, I'm going to be very sensitive of guests and those who are new among us. But I would love to see us get into groups. And how many of you know we believe that we can hear God the Father right now? Amen. And then there are gifts in you that I think you know are there. But I was praying today for the gift that you don't know is there. The gift that you don't know is there. Because obviously, I'm going to be fun, you know, it's not, I'm being very real here. If I was in Wanda's group and I say to her, Wanda, stirring up that gift of children's ministry in you. Like, duh. Right, was, you know, it's already in her. It's operating. I mean, how much fuller, you know. So I was, and again, not that that can't be stirred because how many of you know, we all need encouragement. Stephen needs to be encouraged in his marketplace ministry and the anointing he has and the counts, the open doors. But he's operating in that. So what I just want to ask you to do is listen and hear. And then in the small group, there's always leaders. And, and what's really nice is there's a lot of charisma in this room. There's a lot of charismatic gifting in this room. So break into the group. Begin to lay hands on one another. Stir the gifts that are within you. And literally, that's how I want to end the service. So we're going to end with that activity. And here's what's always nice. We know we got prayer teams that are going to come up after. We know we have children, but the children don't need to get picked up till noon. We have the cafe open. But what does God want to do right now? And then I really need a big, big favor from you. I've been praying into this. So you are a saint of God. You're part of the body of Christ. 
God did something. How many of you know I love hearing when God does something? So please call me this week. It could happen on Tuesday. God could give you a revelation. I want to release some testimonies. I had this thing dormant in me. God stirred it. What are we saying to each other? God breathed on it. And by the laying out of hands, I, I, I said yes to Holy Spirit last week, but I probably was working through some stuff, and maybe I really didn't think about it that much. But today in church, I had people lay hands on me and activate and put into motion something, and I was stirred again because faith is living within you, and I want to stir that gift in you. And we're going to see God move in us and operate through us, okay? So as we close, remember a few things. What you speak over a person rises up in them. What you speak over a person is what rises up in that person. The power of life and death is in the tongue. So obviously I'm trusting that this is going to be a time of edification, of building up one another. And we're asking, sometimes you'll have what I call common sense things. Listen for what you don't know. Using Wanda as an example. Listen to Holy Spirit for what God might um, be speaking. Call forth identity. Let's put things into motion. Let's release the person of the Holy Spirit and empower the saints with the laying on of hands. All right? Um, and Chris, it's kind of nice. I, I, I like music. I mean, everybody knows that. But I like a little background music. Very soft. And um, if you don't mind, for the next several minutes, I'm going to walk around and just make sure nobody is isolated. But we are the body of Christ, so look around and include people into your group. And I'm asking that you break away from being familiar. Okay, so in this setting, I'm asking you, no husbands and wives, no best buds. Beth and Mary will not be in the same group, you know. Um, And I'm just asking you to do that because sometimes we get stuck. We get stuck. Is that okay to say that? We get stuck. Oh, that's a good point. I was praying about this idea of getting stuck. And God's going to release faith today. And just so, something to chew on, and we might hit on it next week a little bit, but you know when God releases faith, there's going to be a risk on your part. It's going to be a risk. Don't be stuck. It's an awful place to be being stuck. So let's do it. Let's do it. You know that, that let's do, I started with let's do this. Come on. Let's do this thing.